Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Brazilian singer, songwriter, and violinist Tatel Dababuya. She was in her hometown of Sao Paulo, Brazil, and we talked to her about her brand new 2022 CD, Meet Tatel, COVID Life, her world of music, and the future ahead. She performs and composes in both English and Portuguese, creating a compelling sound that blends jazz, blues, bossa nova, and standards old and new. She's always been an accomplished violinist, so this new venture is a big step in a fresh direction. We cover this and much more. Enjoy. Thank you again for taking some time out today. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. So I really love your vibe. I love the way that I, I, I just love your whole essence. And I want to talk about your new 2022 CD. It's coming out as we're kind of coming out of COVID. Things are opening up. How does the timing of this release feel for you? Thanks for enjoying my music. It feels good. It feels like a ray of hope. It feels like things are going to pick up again. It's great. It's great to be releasing it in this moment where bars are starting to come back and the scene starting to be livelier, I guess. Talk to me a little bit about how you came up with the songs. How did you construct this album? I'm not sure if, you, if you're aware, but I'm like, a violinist, a classical violinist, pretending to be a singer, I guess, a jazz singer or a singer in general. Uh, I am 36 years old and I've been playing the violin since I was nine. I used to play in orchestras and my whole musical life was mainly symphonic orchestras and doing very little pop music or even Brazilian pop, which we call MPB. And about, I don't know, four years ago, I just decided I'm going to go for it and just live my true passion, which is singing and songwriting and using the violin as well, but in a different way than I was used to. So this album uh, was like my way of releasing myself from what I used to be and just sort of giving birth to a new artistic side of me, which I guess was always there, but I only really set free about four or five years ago. With that being said, what are you hoping the listeners get from this album? I hope they get enjoyment. I hope they listen to it and just enjoy themselves and don't take things too seriously. I know because I've been in classical music for so long, which is a style that I love and deeply respect, I guess I'm a little... I'm a little tired of things being too serious. Sometimes classical music tends to be a bit too serious for my taste. And I'm not saying anything against classical music because I love it. But I just, I just don't want to take myself too seriously. And I don't want the people who listen to my songs to take it too seriously either. I think it's the kind of music you can definitely pay attention to and enjoy fully. But it, I think it's also the kind of music you can just put it on the background and have dinner too and just, you know, just enjoy yourself. So I, I hope people listen to it and have a good time. That's what I, what I hope for listeners. So you were talking about your classical roots. Let's go back to your childhood and talk to me a little bit about specifically where you were born and raised and how you fell in love with music and made it your, your life. So I live in Sao Paulo right now, uh, the capital of the state of Sao Paulo, but I was born in a small town called Arafatuba, 
which is also in the state of Sao Paulo. But I always lived in, in Sao Paulo. And um, I guess I started, like most people do, <laughs> Uh, you have a father or a mother who loves music and who was once a musician when he was a teenager or something like that, you know, and didn't get the opportunity to carry it through as a professional. And he kind of pushed me and my sisters to learn music, but he didn't think we were going to become professionals. Uh, I have two sisters, but I'm the only one who, who kept on. He assigned me to violin classes in a very nice music school we had here in Sao Paulo. That was when I was nine years old. I guess I enjoyed it because I never quit. I kept going, even though the violin is a very, very hard instrument. It's an infuriating instrument. Mm. But I guess I loved it and I just kept going. And that's the beginning of it, yeah. What was the first live show, whether jazz or otherwise, that really made an impression on you and made you think that's something you would like to do with your life? I guess it was both an orchestra concert and a pop concert. An orchestra concert was, I think, the Sao Paulo State Symphony Orchestra. It was cool because a few years later, I was able to play there as a guest violinist. It was very cool. It's a great orchestra we have here, probably the main orchestra. And it really made an impact on me. I guess I watched it when I was about 12, maybe. And the other thing was, pop concert by a Brazilian singer-songwriter called Djavan. I don't know how how well-known he is outside of Brazil, but he's a big name in Brazil, and he does pop music, and he does like a fusion of jazz and pop sometimes. He's amazing, and I remember being very touched by him, and I remember thinking I was going to marry him. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I loved his music and him, but I didn't. I did not marry him. No. <laughs> you know, as I mentioned, you know, there's so many elements that go into your sound. And I'm curious, what kind of reviews are you getting? Is it kind of exciting with the feedback and how everything's kind of going right now with this, you know, new venture of yours? It is exciting because when you do something, I don't know how different it is for other people, but because for me, it's just, just very genuine, you know? It's just the kind of album you write based on what you want to hear what you hear in your mind, you know, and not based on what other people want to hear. So I guess when you do something like that, which I think most people do anyways, people just follow their instincts. Uh, it's a little nerve-wracking. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, and I guess it's been exciting. I've been getting some really nice reviews, some really encouraging reviews. Uh, I think people are getting it, so that's very nice for me. But if people didn't get it, I wouldn't mind it, you know, as long as people listen to it. I just want people to listen. You know, as a professional musician, what do you like the best about this process? What is it that motivates you as a musician the most? I love lyrics. And I, I love writing my own lyrics. And I really miss that when I was a classical violinist. And even as a violinist, uh, in whatever style I'm playing, I miss lyrics. And when I'm singing other people's lyrics, which I love, I still miss that. So I guess my favorite part of the process is writing my own lyrics. I feel like I can express myself very truly, very, very deeply, more than in other ways that that we do in music. So I think that's what excites me the most. This album is all about meeting you, the world getting used to who you are with this new album. 
So let's say we talk in five years from now. What are you going to be excited for? What would you like to see happen in the next, you know, four or five years? And would you like to talk about? No, that's a great question. I think I would love to be the kind of artist that has listeners who enjoy who I am, regardless of what I'm doing at that time. Because I don't think I'm going to be the kind of artist that just releases who... What I mean is I don't think I'm going to have the same style in every CD or project that I do. I think I'm going to enjoy changing it up a little bit as time goes, you know. And I just hope I have listeners who are able to embrace that. I mean, who enjoy who I am in everything that that can, can bring and change. I guess I take David Bowie, which was a big inspiration for me. And I think his career is fantastic because he was always able to to change and do whatever he felt at the moment and felt artistically true to that moment. And I feel like whoever should be listening listening to him just kept listening, you know? And if you're not into it, then you're not into it. But I think he was free to move forward as he wanted. And that's what I wish for myself. I hope that in five years, when I'm doing an interview, I'm doing whatever I feel like doing and I feel and people are getting me, you know. So, you know, as the world opens up, you know, everybody's been in this COVID um, quarantine lockdown for the last few years. But now that shows are starting back up, what do you hope we all realize about the power of live music? Nothing substitutes live music. That's what I think. And I think people know that. I think people who love music which, in my opinion, is people with ears. <laughs> Anyone who has a set of ears, regardless of how they work, love music. And even people who are deaf love music because they love the vibration of music. So everyone, I think, on planet Earth loves music. And I think everyone deep down knows that live music is something else from recordings. And, and I'm not saying we should take anything away from recordings. They're great because you can listen to it in the shower, cooking dinner, going to work. You know, recordings are fantastic. You can listen to it many times and it's always there. It's like a safe spot. That's how I feel about recordings. But live music's just the whole experience. And nothing, I think nothing will ever take away from that. So I think we're just maybe reassuring something that we all knew, is that live music, nothing compares. It will never be replaced. Let's say you come to Kansas City to perform this new album live. Explain what a, a live experience would be like hearing your music being delivered this album live. That's great, and it, it gets me hoping. I hope one day I'm there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. My album is very influenced by jazz. I would not say at all that it's a jazz album, but it's definitely highly influenced by jazz. I have a trio playing with me, a fantastic trio of Brazilian musicians, which I hope I can carry with me wherever I go. <laughs> and I have um, a fantastic guy who plays the sax, the trumpet, and the trombone. And I play the violin. And I think what people will get is, um, I guess, a jazz experience in terms of improvisation, of some scatting, of very spontaneous music and I guess they will also get some sort of pop quality in the way that 
I don't think my music is very complicated to grasp, you know? I think even though it is jazz-oriented, I feel like it's the kind of music that goes straight, you know, to your heart. So I think people will enjoy it, enjoy themselves as a good night out, but we would also get some some serious aesthetic pleasure, you know? I yeah. think that sums it up. And I guess, yeah. I guess I'm someone with good humor. I like to make people laugh. I like to see people enjoying themselves. So I guess I hope they have a good time if I ever go there. Well, I hope you do get here. It's a wonderful album. Thank you for taking a minute out to talk about it. Good luck with this and, and the return to the live stage. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I wish you and all the listeners the best. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Chess interview. We give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in Brazil, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Tatel for her time, music, and story. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino in the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. And for everything related to Joe Domino, go to joedomino.com. And there, you can contribute to the cause through PayPal or Patreon. We would appreciate it and dig it. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.